Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. And the questions just keep on coming. (laughs) I'm always amazed at the number of questions that come in, and um, I can only give you my perspective. uh, And and I want to tell you where that is. Most of you know this. My degree from college, uh, from Tulsa University, is uh, a degree in uh, real estate investments and finance. Okay, so just about everything that I know about kids has come through the experience of living with 3,000 kids, um, working with thousands of families in a church setting or a young life setting, uh, living at a Christian sports camp, being involved in a discipleship program for a number of years, and all along the way, taking different training, um, especially the last 33 years, um, taking training um, as an administrator of a residential child care facility of just different aspects of kids. So it's not like I have a degree but I think experience coupled with the training that I've gotten gives me different perspectives. And and you know what? I here's here's what I do. I'm always looking for uh, for ways to help people practically work through the difficulties they uh, find facing them and their teens uh, to get them to a better place to keep the relationship intact. And because I believe that the relationship is key that with that relationship, it can get you through the hardest of times. If you don't have a relationship, then there's nothing there. Um, if you have a discipline problem, you have a relationship problem. And so I'm big on the relationship side. As a matter of fact, at Heartlight, where we have, where I live with 60 high school kids, um, I would say that we have a relationship model. And that model was to fill that void in, in a person's life and, and give them the opportunity to have a relationship with, with somebody that can help them get to a better place in life and teach them about what it is to have relationships. So that's the basis that I come from when, when I talk about anything. I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about politics or social issues or those things. I, I'm more concerned about the effects that they're having on kids and how to get kids to a better place and how to keep a family together. So I, I, I say that because I'm kind of prefacing some of the questions that come along today. Um, and one of those questions is, you know, my 14-year-old daughter tearfully admitted to me that she feels non-binary. And, and I also found out she may think she's bisexual. And I'm afraid that she feels that any argument against the false identity um, that this mom talks about is an attack against her personally. I think that's a, a, a great question. Um, so how do we talk about this? I think that's wonderful. I think the other thing here is that another question that somebody says, do you have any stories of teens with same-sex attraction desires that they had to work through? Well, sure, sure. I mean, I you know, I, I would say a lot of the kids that, uh, that come to us even now, I mean, people make comments that, 
you know, the guys are angry, girls have same-sex attraction, a guy thinks he's binary, and, I, you know, I, all these definitions of all the gender issues, I'm not so sure I really understand all of them. I, and quite honestly, I don't feel like I have to understand. So please don't write me all these letters and tell me and send me books about all of that. I, I, I read enough and I gather enough, but that's not my focus. Uh, my focus is the relationship side. Here's somebody else ask a questions. How do I deal with a teenager who is dyslexic and struggles with reading? And we need to show him how important it is to read to be successful in life. And he won't listen to what we say. Um, and so anyway, I, I think that's a wonderful question. And we get to answer that. Another one is my son struggles with anxiety and he's struggling a lot with anger. And, you know, and so, but he, I, I'm a, this lady's asking about music because the majority of his music is very explicit. And she's asking the question, should I approach this music thing? That's the question. Another question is, when should teenagers be allowed to date? Uh, and another question is this, my daughter's 15. How do I get her to understand the importance of respect and my authority and the importance of punctuality and responsibility? Um, the other question that somebody sent in, it says, my 18-year-old daughter started dating a 33-year-old man. He's not an American citizen, and but he needs to be married by the end of the month. And this question was submitted over a month ago, so I imagine it's already happened if they did get married. Um, but she says, you know, what do I do? She knows her daddy and I do not trust him or support this. Anyway, let me let me start by answering these questions, and I think it's important. The first thing is my daughter says um, and tearfully admitted that she feels like she's non-binary, and I found she may be bisexual. I'm going to couple that with the, another question that says, do you have any stories of, of teens with same-sex attraction um, it, that they have to work through? And, and uh, you know, please don't take my words as as the that the minute that I say they have to work through something like they have something wrong or it's a that's that's not where I go with this where I go with this is that I I always want to understand a teen's behavior what's going on in their head what's going on in their heart what has gone on in their head and what's happened in the past and are they making good choices in their life and and so I, I would always ask the question when somebody says um, that I think my child is having gender issues and that, and please hear me because people will be critical of this, that an issue doesn't mean that, um, that it's wrong. I have a coffee issue. I drink too much coffee. I have a, um, uh, you know, I, I, I have issues with a lot of, I have a, I'm, I'm obsessively cleaning all the time. I have an issue with that. I have an issue with dogs. I love dogs. I have an issue with horses. I mean, so that's the that's a category I'm putting it in. And and so I'm I'm not walking away to avoid. I'm just walking lightly because I don't want to offend anybody in my comments that I that I make. But I see a lot of kids in their sexual identity that because it's so prevalent in discussions among kids today that um, that there's different motivations for them wanting different things. And that's not me projecting something on them. It is what I have learned from kids. 
by spending time with them and hearing what they say and what they feel and what they think. And so that's if you if you read any of my books, you'll find it's all based upon what kids are saying, what they feel and what they think. So when somebody says something about that I have a same-sex attraction, your child may have a desire for um, the same sex. And it just may be a desire because there's an attraction there. And that attraction may be because they're turned off to the opposite sex. And they may be turned off to the opposite sex for a number of reasons. You know, it, it, I, I deal with a lot of kids that have been abused and and they, our young ladies, sometimes they don't want to be around men. And of course, to fill that relationship need in their life, then they go, well, I want to have a relationship with somebody. And so they have that with a girl. And so it's, is it, is it, were they born that way? I, I'm not a geneticist. I can't figure that out. I'm not, you know, I, I'm looking at it from a standpoint is that let's, let's get to the heart of the issue and see what it is that's gone on that's causing a child to say, I'm going to choose this. The other is the, the way they've been treated in the past. Um, and the way they've been treated may move them to the other side. Or there may be an emotional connection they're having with somebody of the same sex. That desire comes from a lot of places. The second thing is that I think kids are, are designed to be in relationship with people. And the second part of that is I believe that this culture doesn't allow them to have relationships and they're not developing the depth of relationships that they greatly need to survive in this, this contrary culture that is, uh, that is very difficult. That you and I have said, as a matter of fact, that we're glad that we don't have to grow up in this culture. And so it may be just out of the relational need that I want to have a relationship with somebody. If it's a young lady, I can't have it with a, a guy, so I'm going to have a relationship with a girl. And so the same way a guy says, I, I don't have any relationships with the opposite sex, I'll have a relationship with somebody of the same sex. It's the motivation behind it. Or that may be the only place that they feel valued and they find a place to belong. Or it may be that they're just getting attention. I mean, do you think kids make choices to get attention? Well, sure they do. They do things all the time just so somebody will pay attention to them. It may be that they're trying to show somebody that they're in control. And so I, I look at it, and I've had kids tell me I, I, I wanted to do something to get back at my mom and dad. So I told them I was gay. Maybe payback. I'm going to get back at you for the way you treated me, and I'm going to pay you back because they know how mom and dad may feel about their choices they're making in life. Or it could be that they want to make their own choices because they haven't been given the opportunity to, and they're really showing off their individuality. Or it may just be a place of identity. I want to connect with some people. Okay, so... I say that. I, I, I want people to know that, that, that there's motivation for everything. And because I've said it a million times that all behavior is goal-oriented to get somewhere. So I want to find out what's motivating somebody. And is it, is it something that, that, um, that kids need to talk through and walk through to figure out to make sure they're making good choices in life? And that's where I would go back and say, I think any 14-year-old girl 
and another person that says, do you have any stories of teens? I think I think every kid needs counseling. I think every kid needs to sit down with somebody regardless where they are. I think everybody needs counseling. I mean, you know, you, you go through the Old Testament, which very few people would ever disagree with, and, and you find that it's full of encouragement for people to get counsel, that a wise person gets counsel from somebody else. You know, the, the Lord, search me, know my heart, and see if there's any hurtful way in me. Am I doing something wrong? Is there something that's not right about me? Why do I make these choices? Why do they keep getting me in trouble? And so I, I think that's where I go, let's, let's spend some time and be very careful. So when a mom says, I'm afraid she feels that any argument against the false identity is an attack, then don't argue. You know, it may be that you spend time talking with your child, but to tell her, I don't mean to attack you personally. It's a crucial time when they're 14. They're trying to figure out who they are. And so I want to make sure that I'm walking with them in that, uh, in that time of their life where they're trying to figure out their identity. I don't want to be fighting against them because they will choose things in life to get back at me if, if, I, if I choose to attack them. So, Mom, I think you're wise in saying, um, you're very wise in saying, I'm, I'm concerned. I, I want to have those discussions. And sit down and, and tell her that. I just want to have these discussions. I hope that helps a little bit. Um, I don't want to get in the arguments of everything else that, that seem to me to be so ridiculous sometimes. But but I do want to encourage people to, to not walk away. Um, you know, if, if there's ever a... A kid that comes up to me and and um, and says they're gay, or you know, my first response is, I you know, I don't care whether you're gay or not. That doesn't it doesn't change me from loving you. Uh, but a gay kid wants me to be involved in their life because I'm going to help them with that relationship that they have with their family uh, because I think that's important. Where it ends up, I have no idea, and I don't really have a goal of any of it other than to make sure this kid is healthy, and that's what I want. Here's another question where somebody says, how do I deal with a teenager who's dyslexic and struggles with reading? I'm not dyslexic, but I got to tell you this, I struggle with reading. We need to show him how important it is to read every day and be successful in life. He's in the eighth grade. Okay. (laughs) Mom, Dad, reading is important. I, I, I think the kids ought to know how to read. Uh, But I also know this. I think one of the last books that I read as a teenager was Henry in the Clubhouse. And I just remember the lady's name. Her name was Beverly Clearly. And this was back in the early 60s. And it was about a guy named Henry who started to throw a paper route so he can make money to build a clubhouse. And you know what it made me want to do? It made me build a clubhouse. And it made me get a paper route. And I started mowing yards. And and I I would look at myself and go, I've, I've really been pretty successful all my life. And I don't read a whole lot because I just have a hard time retaining. If your child's dyslexic and it struggles through reading, then they may pick up information and wisdom differently. They may do that visually. Uh, they may do that through discussions with other people. Uh, it happens in other ways other than reading a book. And what you might find is that your dyslexic child may get to a point where they read more than anybody else later on in life. And so I would say back up a little bit. Just back up 
and uh, make sure he's doing his homework, you know, that he that he needs to be doing. Uh, it, the, the statement says he's also in a special ed class in school. Let the teachers do their work. Don't let your push for reading ruin your relationship with your child at age, you know, that he is 14 at a time that it's crucial. You don't want to shame him for his for him being dyslexic, and you don't want to put him down for not having an interest in reading. You know he's at a at an age that it's crucial for him to feel the support and the relationship. So I'd back off a little bit. Somebody else has asked a question. My son is fifteen. He struggles with anxiety. He has a lot of anger. He has a sister who's borderline personality, and he feels abandoned by his dad. And I also, you know, and he, he's been struggling with anger. And I noticed that the majority of his music is explicit. Let me tell you something. If if I was anxious and I felt abandoned by my dad and my sister has a borderline personality, you know what? I think I'd be a little angry as well. Anger is an emotional response to not getting what you want. And I also think that music is more of an expression than it is an influence. So it's no surprise to me that a majority of his music on Spotify is explicit because it's expressing the things that he feels inside. And and he the, the mom goes on here and says, he doesn't open up with me and he's just getting angry. I'm not sure what to do. Should I approach this music thing? You know what? Now, it's a little bit different. Age 15 is tough. It's a tough year. I call it the year of anger for kids. Suicide rates among 15-year-old boys is, is the second highest grouping of suicides in this country. And so I would tell you, buy him a set of Beats or some AirPods to listen to his music. Leave it alone. In a few months, he's going to be able to drive a car. He's going to have more freedom. He's going to be able to go out and get a job and work someplace else. He's going to be able to work out that anxiety a little bit more. He's going, his world is going to expand, but right now he's stuck. If he feels like this is what life is and I'm stuck here at home and this is all it is, then I can see why he's pretty angry. And some of that angry is because he really longs for something different. Anger is an emotional response to not getting what you want. And so you got to figure out what does he want? And then let's help him get what he wants, and the anger will pass. Somebody else says, when should teenagers be allowed to date? Thank goodness my mom and dad let me start dating when I was 14 years old. I took a young lady in the ninth grade to a Led Zeppelin concert. Uh, that was 50 years ago, and we ended up getting married. We went out with another couple, uh, and my mom drove us on the date, and it was something good. You know what? I think you learn this from dating. You learn to perfect the person that you want um, in your life. And I and I think that that one of my concerns I have about kids dating is they're not dating as much as they used to. And you can look at all the numbers and figure that out by yourself, but it, they just don't date as much as they used to. And I want them to date. I want them to understand what it is to, to fall in love and fall out of love and not love somebody and to have that fling and have that magic kind of happen when they hold hands at the roller rink in seventh grade and, and um, 
kind of feel out a little bit what what it is to have a relationship with somebody. I think that's important. And so I would allow them to date sooner than later. I'd have them do group dates at 14, 15. It's probably still got to be group dates to some extent because you got your mom or dad there with you driving you. Um, 16, let them go out on their own. And then stay up. And when they come back home, make sure you have a great discussion with them about, hey, how was it tonight? What'd you guys do? Where'd you go? And keep those communication lines open. It's important. Somebody else asked a question. My daughter's 15. How do I get through to her the importance of respecting my authority and the importance of punctuality and responsibility? Your daughter's 15 and she's learning that. But let me give you a hint. The expression of authority where it's kind of like, and you can hear this over the mic, where it's, you're going to do this. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. This is how it's going to be. That intense expression of authority will push your child further and further away from you. If you're going to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am, you're going to be on time. You're going to be punctual. You're, you know what? That's built in, in over a period of time. But what I have found, because of the way kids perceive authority in this culture, they don't respect people in authority any longer. And so it's it's got to be won. It's not given immediately. Now, do I like that? No, I don't. I don't like that at all. But I've got to win the right to be heard. And so that means I'm going to back up a little bit. You know, it, it's interesting to me that, that um, authority, sometimes when it's pushed on you, pushes you away. Punctuality is something that we've created, that if you're not punctual, then... You're a failure. I've, I've lived in Mexico and been in Mexico where time doesn't matter a whole lot. But the assumption is if somebody's late, it's because they had something else important to do. And I'm going to honor them for their choices that they've made. So punctuality is not that big of a thing. Somebody may say, let's eat at 8 o'clock. And they show up at 8.30. You know, the, the issue is are you giving her responsibility so she sees the need to be on time. And are you creating a relationship so that she um, longs to have a respect for you? And so I, I would look first, mom, in this in saying, what is it about you that your child doesn't respect your authority, doesn't feel like they're, they need to be punctual, and is not assuming responsibility? Are you doing something that's pushing them away? Look at yourself first. Look at the way you run your home. And the third thing is now look at your child and say, what can I do to help them with that? She'll learn to be responsible when she starts driving a car. She'll learn to be punctual when she gets a job somewhere, which I encourage every, every kid needs to have a job. She'll learn to respect authority when she gets fired from a job. And somebody says, well, you know, my child respects everybody else. They just don't respect me at home. Okay, so what are you doing at home that's keeping that child from embracing you in a respectful way. Here's another question. Somebody said, my 18-year-old daughter started dating a 33-year-old man. He's not an American citizen and he needs to be married or he's going to be deported. Um, and she says, um, what do I do? She knows her daddy and I do not trust him or support this. Okay, two things that come out to me just with the way that it's... That it's um, 
uh, way that it's worded here. Uh, the first thing I would say, can you love her regardless of what she does? Because at 18, she can do whatever she wants to do. And if she's trying to find love in all the wrong places because she doesn't feel loved, the question is, can you love her even when she's making bad decisions? The other thing is she knows her daddy and I. I you know, when, when a kid gets to be 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, it's almost like the word daddy reflects something of a relationship that I think it needs to move to maybe dad or pops or something instead of staying in that mode of daddy. And I, I can just tell you that, that that's what I've seen. I don't see too many kids doing that. So I wonder if the relationship, and I say that because I, I wonder if the relationship is overly enmeshed a little bit and and she's trying to prove to you that she can do what she wants because she's got a 33-year-old man looking at her. She's maybe not in love with him. She's maybe trying to tell you guys something that I want to grow up and um, and I want to be loved. So that would be my, my challenge. Um, and I understand by the date on this that that, that may have already happened. And so... I pray that that has worked out well. Uh, I pray that all these answers, I know we've talked about some ticklish subjects here. Um, I'm not afraid to talk about those things, but I want to talk about them in a way that that really helps you get to a better relationship with your kids. Hey, um, sign up for our weekly parenting newsletter. You can go to parentingtodaysteens.org, sign up, and uh, You'll get all of our stuff that we send out all the time. I think you'll love it and enjoy it. You can also find us on Facebook, and uh, and I, I people laugh when I say that, but I, I do think it's somewhat fake sometimes. But uh, it's just the Parenting Today's Teen site where we offer a lot of stuff, give away a lot of stuff, and and want to help you in your parenting journey uh, as you get your teens through those adolescent years. Many of you know that this podcast and our radio broadcast and conferences and seminars that that we put on across the country are all listener supported. And our desire is to help families everywhere and continually offer help and hope to parents and teens in a broken world. Your financial support makes all that happen. Would you be so kind to remember us in your year-end giving? All donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Hey, thanks for your help. You can donate at parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org. Hey, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.